That was way fast. Uh, I don't even remember how to do this shit. Howdy. Welcome to this week's episode of Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys. I'm your host, Vico the Bearded One. You can call me JT for short. And I'll, as always, I am joined by the, the Jarl himself. His bouginess, if you will. Alex Martinez. The flesh. Yeah. Well, it's technically, it's, it's ions. I mean, it's all relative, right? It's ionic. Like, it's like I, I'm touching you right now. You just don't know yet. Oh, well, I thought that was just a ghost touching my dick, like uh, like uh, John John Candy had happened to him. No, dude. No, it's not John name. Candy. Who was it? It wasn't John no, Candy. It's, it was uh, Patrick Swayze, dude. In, no, no. Uh, I'm talking about Ghostbusters. Oh, you're you're going with Ghostbusters, okay? Yeah, yeah was, and uh, and uh, Patrick Swayze had Whoopi Goldberg grabbing his dick. Nah, he had, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Yeah, Demi Moore possessed. Demi Moore. Demi Moore possessed Whoopi Goldberg to grab his dick. It's a, it was a really weird movie. Yeah, so apparently if you mix white and black, it makes ghosty white and carbohydrates. Yeah. It was a, a weird movie. I forgot about oh. that movie until just now. <laughs> Fuck yeah, for real, man. <laughs> for probably like good reason too. <laughs> yeah, it's super, uh, super important reason to also probably forget the whole entire intro for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just gonna have to start over. All wow. the way over, you know. Oh, no, no, people are getting what they get. I mean, man, they we ain't redoing it. <laughs> it's fine. No. no. Uh, what are you drinking today? I am supporting you in not drinking. Awesome. Would you, so you're just throwing down uh, some water today? No, I'm drinking Miller Lite. I, I figured you were. <laughs> I, I do support you, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just you know, I, uh, just, I'm just not ready to start. Well, I, I had uh, I had some hard shit we talked about when we were up at the meetup. We'll get to that in a minute. Um they kind of hit me in, in right in the jaw. And so I'm taking the next 30 days basically to clear my brain and uh, really focus on getting ready for the elk hunt. Um, also, we've got the gorge coming up. So today, you shall be blessed with that strawberry lemonade crystal light. Uh, the delicious crystal light. Did you put crystal extra light. sugar in it? No, there's no sugar in crystal light. It's just extra cancer. Whatever the oh, that's it's like right. the it's diet like coke. Kool-Aid. You don't like, yeah. yeah, that sucks. No, it's actually oh, I, re- I really enjoy it. I honestly if do. You're gonna like deprive yourself of like deliciousness from alcohol. Doesn't you mean at least get real like Kool Aid. Bro, we still have. I still have the the sour lemon pie at the house. Do you think I'm gonna go like? Oh, that was I'm amazing. Not, yeah, I'm not going full retard, totally. dude. I'm just gonna. I'm eliminating alcohol for the next 30 days, just to make sure that I'm good and ready to go. Uh, and then, also by the way, part of that I added uh, wind sprints up up the hill in front of my house. So does the wind have to be blowing for you to do that? Uh, it's do that, I mean, or do you run until you feel the wind blows? I think it's just you. The wind is actually what comes out of your mouth because you're dying. 
Oh. But um, okay. it's never, it's, I mean, because the hard part is it's never here, never windy here in Montana. Definitely not in my place. No, especially not since you put the wind breaks in. This, yeah, I mean, they're not doing super great. They mostly died, but <clears throat> that was. Oh, that was, the four quakies died? No, there was seven, and the cicadas fucked them up last year. We had that seven year run on cicadas. Oh, no. And so they just like straight murdered them. They're like, oh, look at all these fresh trees. I like the day after we planted them, they all the cicada hatched, all of them hatched. And it was just like, I don't know. Well, it I mean, felt... we were still there. They, I, or, I mean, they were still there when we went up. Yeah, but that was after I'd already planted my windbreak. And they were like, there were still leaves in the windbreak. And then the cicadas ate the leaves and they ate the trees. And then. Uh, so now I. It's a, it's a, you have to be a uh, hardy individual up there in the mm -hmm. Montana. You, you can't have, uh, you can't let the cicadas getting you down, especially nope. when you have a windbreak that doesn't end up breaking wind. Yep. I'm, I'm flipping you off right now, 100% <laughs> with my face. I'm just well, telling I mean, you to fucking bounce it. Cicadas ain't it. It can no longer break wind. Oh, uh, yep. There's that. <laughs> Dude, we had a great weekend. It was good. Yeah, it was fun. This yeah. is. Fuck, man. I was beginning uh, to think that you weren't real. I thought so, too. I, we were having, like, this, like, weird withdrawal and whatnot, but... uh having this weird digital relationship with this bearded guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, also cut off six inches of the beard. Yeah, it's very square. Yeah. Well, the the problem was is the missus laid on top of me on my beard, and the dreadlocks were on top of my head. So in the middle of the night, I tried to move, and I couldn't fucking move my head. Because I was pinned down on the beard and I was pinned down on my head. I mean, I don't have a small head as a fucking giant noggin. So it was just like stuck. And I was like, something's got to go. And it's not the dreadlocks. And I, this will grow back. This is this will grow back fast. It's fine. And it was hot as shit, too. It was a year anyways. It was a, a one year beard before, since I trimmed it. So it's fine. All right. Mm hmm. Uh, so we did the uh, Silky hike, hike in Bozeman. Got to meet Mr. Donnie O'Malley or Danny O'Malley or Danny Donnie or Donnie Danny or... Danny super, Boy. Danny Boy. Super cool dude. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, the Beard Viking family is there in full force, and we got to go for a really good walk. What would you think about it? Yeah, we got to go on a little nature walk um, in not so much of the nature. But it's so you can never you can never plan on how much fun you're going to have at those things, because from the very beginning, it's a fucking emotional roller coaster. Right. Yeah. Because if you're like me, you just fucking show up. Right. You don't really know where the fuck you're going, especially from being out of town. Right. Like so the in-towners, you guys know, like some of the bars and like some of the areas that we're going to go to. But I'm like, where are we going? And they start, like, rattling off places. And I'm like, oh, fuck, where's that? Have no fucking idea. So if you're like me, like, you get anxiety just not knowing, just of the unknown, right? Yeah. And it's not, like, anxiety because I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to fall out of a one-mile-per-hour pace on your hike or anything <laughs> like that. Right. <laughs> it's more like. Um, 
where are we going? Is it going to be fun? Like, do I need to, you know, take a knee and drink water? Like, what, you know, what do I, what am I hydrating for? Yeah, like, well, what type of hydration am I doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And am I hydrating uh, with alcohol or am I hydrating with water or am I doing a combo? Right. And like, you remember like back in the day when you'd go on like uh, 5K, mm-hmm. you know, hump or you didn't, you're do a fucking 15K, 12K, whatever. You're just like, eh, whatever. It's part of the fucking job. Yep. Right. It didn't really fucking suck until you got like over the 10 mile mark. Right. Yeah. So like if you're doing like a 15K, you're like, oh, this is going to fucking suck. I might have to drink a little bit of water for this. But like anything over 15K, you knew like it was going to be a fucking death march. Like it was going to be Trail of Tears. And it was like, we're only ever going to have to do this if like our vehicle breaks down. Yeah. In the middle of fucking nowhere. And every single time when, even that, even when I was walking on those, like the McCrees and shit like that, that I did in the, um, as a grunt, right? I was still like, I'm only walking on this way until I find a local that's going to give me a ride or give me their car. So if, you know, it was always like that mental fortitude that you really had to have uh, to keep going forward because it was just frustrating, right? You know? Oh, yeah. So, like, you know how, like, when things, uh, maybe it's not the same for you as it was for me, but you know how, like, things really, really fucking mm-hmm. sucked? Like, those things that you would think about to, like, keep your legs moving forward or, like, to keep your mind off it or, you know, yeah. you would go kind of, like, into your happy place. Because, like, I think the happy place is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. And it just would take the pain away for long enough. Because, like, I think we've said it before. Like, you can do anything for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Except for have have sex. I'm at, like, three. I mean, I I would, like... One one and a half plus cleanup, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I think that rings true. Like, you can do anything for five minutes, and then, fuck, sometimes five minutes starts over again. This this hike though, these hikes, I think what you're getting at is these hikes aren't like that. These hikes are fucking No, no that yeah, that's that's the thing, is like there's no anxiety attached to these hikes. Right? Or or if you have the anxiety, you should just go into it thinking, Hey, I'm gonna survive this. And there's going to be no death at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to have any blisters. I'm going to be fucking sore tomorrow because I got out, you know, umpteen amount of years ago and I'm fat now. So, you know, my, my, I'm going to be sore, but nothing that you should be worried about. No. Yeah. These hikes are awesome. Like the first hike that I did, um, was that in Salt Lake? It was three years ago four years ago three or four years ago i don't remember so i went down and i'd I'd done my own kind of together we ruck thing which you're wearing a shirt of right now um and we'd gone and done some walks and whatnot and then you know i did a 22k by the way don't ever fucking do a 22k no matter how much you you think that it's okay to walk that slow and that far that is a long fucking day 
and uh, it sucks, but these hikes aren't that bad. I mean, we did eight miles over the course of eight hours, literally a one mile an hour pace. And we didn't just stay in the sun. We hung out. We got to do some tug of war. We went to bars, you know, and there's no pressure to drink. There's there's no pressure for anything. Um, well, and like one of the funnest things about it, too, is you're meeting new people yeah. all the time. And like you see some of the same people from the from the year prior, but then you meet a whole bunch of new people, too. And you're going at a pace where you can like run up to the front and hang out with them. Or fall all the way to the back and hang out with them or hang out in the middle, you know? Like, it doesn't matter. You can literally just fucking fall in line somewhere and just be like, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah. And just strike up a conversation, meet some, meet a new dude, new chick, whatever. But I don't th- it's, a, I don't- it's always dude, right? Yeah. It, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. I don't think that me and you even walked next to each other. I mean, we did for like five minutes. Yeah. Like the whole what was it, eight miles? Yeah. We'd rendezvous with the uh the we at the rally points where wherever the hell they were and I we didn't walk next to each other the entire time. No. And and I think that's kind of like I would like to say that's probably like one of the beauties of like our company and the way that we do things is we don't have to be next to each other or hanging out with each other to be comfortable. Yeah. We literally seek out everybody else. And it's not because we don't like and love each other because you and I can go and hold hands and walk fucking eight miles all over goddamn Bozeman or Salt Lake or wherever the fuck and be just fine. Right. Yeah. But like we, and, and I don't think and this is funny because everybody was like, oh, there's a celebrity in the house. There's a celebrity. Fuck. And everybody fucking knows and loves Danny. But they were talking about you. Yeah. Which was fucking hilarious, right? And, and like, even they got in on the joke, right? And that's that made it even more funny because it just just giving you shit. I mean, I barely was able to wash my bearded Viking tattoo off. Um, from all the fucking tattoos that they printed of your face. Marty, which, if you're listening, fuck you, by the way. I hope I love you're you. listening, Marty. And God, the, the amount of love for you is so long. It's so much longer than your shorts. My shorts were epic. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's we don't seek each other out, right? No. We seek everybody else out and want to talk to everybody else. And hear hear their story, and listen to them, and and bullshit back and forth, because we listen to each other enough, we know each other's stories. But yeah. meet new meet new people, meet new veterans, that are you know of the same freaking mind, and even the ones that aren't, just listening, having fun, bullshitting, mm-hmm. joking, talking shit, so much fun. Dude, it was weird because, <clears throat> like, I, I don't remember faces with names. I remember faces. And if you talk to me, I'll remember your name, right, over a period of time. There's something about, you know, 
uh, Afghanistan trauma or what is it? Uh, explosive trauma from bombs. Um, so like there were so many guys like Ryan and Chad and, you know, all those guys that fucking knew exactly who I was and knew who you were. And I was like, who the fuck are you? Or like Dwayne. Dwayne is in there like he can. Oh, dude, you know. yeah, t- totally. Like I knew that I knew Dwayne. Right. A hundred percent that I knew him, but I could not remember his name. And like, that's not a normal, like typical name. That's not like a John or a Steve or a Tim. Like <laughs> that's one that like sticks <clears throat> And, you know, but I'm the same way, dude. I remember faces every single time, mm-hmm. but I am really, really bad with names. The problem was, is I couldn't ask you that. I couldn't like play along, like have you introduced me and be like, oh, hey, what was your name again? Because they all fucking knew you too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember fucking names either. And yeah. like that might make us sound like total dicks, but it's just like a f- physical, like mentally fucking handicapped that we both have and it's like i it you can't not for a second think that i don't want to remember everybody's name but it just doesn't happen i remember their faces i remember that i'm happy to see you because i know your face and i saw you last time but sometimes i just can't remember names yeah, me either. And <clears throat> sorry about that. I I have that like this like crazy allergy. So there's so much smoke up here right now. It's fucking driving me nuts. Is if it, you're is in it ca- from the Canadians making French fries and gravy? Um, yeah, or whatever they're doing, they need to stop because I cannot fucking breathe. So they like <clears throat> simultaneously light their forest on fire again on the same day. Yeah, they were. Uh, We'll show you America. Fourth I think of it's July. The crystal light, bro. I think you're. I think you're allergic to the crystal light. No, I wish. No, I don't. It's super awesome. I wish I actually had some purple drink. That'd be awesome. <laughs> purple drink would be dope. Mhm. Um. So, what was your favorite favorite part? What was favorite stop? Favorite moment to the hike? Favorite moment. Hmm. I. Th- think that my favorite moment and this is going to sound this I mean this could sound terrible but I think that my favorite moment was at the very beginning when Marty got up there and he laid it all out on the line like mm-hmm. he had just lost a buddy the day before the night before we were going to do this hike yeah and we were there to do that hike to stop people from doing that, you know, from, from taking their own lives. And I don't say that it's my favorite part because he lost somebody that was close to him. I, I think that it was my favorite part because it was like, it was raw. It was real. He had his emotions out there while he was giving a fucking speech about it and why we were doing it. And it just made it so much more real mm-hmm. and and stress the importance of why we were all there. Yeah. I I agree with you on that in that aspect. Um I always have two parts that are my favorite. So 
the when they when they do the uh, POW MIA um, table and they, yeah, that was they recite recite the poem and then they play taps. I I have never in my entire life been able to hold back my tears when taps plays. I taps just can't. Is tough. Dude, taps yeah. is tough. So I would say that. And then the second favorite or well, you know, that's just that's just like, you know, near and dear to my heart, just who it is. It's like that whole drill and ceremony mm-hmm. shit that we all got drilled into us, if you will. Um they uh the the other part that I loved was for sure the tug of war. And this is why I love this. I love the tug of war number two, because tug of war number one, we whooped that army ass. <laughs> we mopped it. We fucking <laughs> mopped it. So like like tug of war number two. <clears throat> so they they made us change out. So so we had two we had eight Marines and eight soldiers. I'm a half breed. Last year I was on the army side. This year I'm always on the Marine Corps side. I get to choose whatever side, but I typically go back and forth on that just to help out whatever team needs, right? Well, this year, um, we did eight and eight and eight and eight, right? So the army on the second one starts to win. Well, <clears throat> all of a sudden the army's like has one extra person. <laughs> right. And I saw that that other person jump in, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And I jumped in again. I wasn't on the the first one. We won flawless, like flawless victory, fatality, yes. like completely. Like it, we just fucked them. Yeah, up. Yeah, like we went into it on opposite sides. I was like, "Remember the rhythm, remember yep. the rhythm." Yeah. And I was calling cadence, and we were pulling back, and everything else it was great. <clears throat> and then uh, the army made they made the fatal mistake. Like you fuck with one marine, you fuck with all of us, right? Yeah. So they added one person and they were they were going. I hopped in and then I think you hopped in. Uh, the gal Gaga hopped in or whatever. Uh, I think her name's Heather or Heidi. Um, yeah, and Heidi. like yeah. all, all the Marines hopped in. It's like, you know, in that in that moment, it was very Chester, Chesty Polar, you know, in the Frozen Chosen retreat. Hell, we just got here. We're just fighting right. in a different direction, you know. It was very uh, where we go one, we go all type thing. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, you know, and um, I think it was great to see um, the amount of shit talking that happened, regardless, right? Because the army was coming at it hard, like they were going to do something about it. About like last year, we were pulling uphill and blah 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 blah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> right. Trying to it, find level ground, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I was, I, you know, last we year I was up like six times because Marty was like, no, there's no hole here. Yeah. So I mean, last year I was on the army side, to, you know, pulling uphill and everything else, and um, and I never made an excuse for it, but this year, you know, I was like, fine, whatever, bro. And it was over in a moment. I mean, they like. You know, it really felt like uh, like it is, you know, the Marine Corps is just a little bit more tenacious than the Army. <laughs> a little bit angrier, a little more retarded. And yep. uh, we got crayons this year. Yeah, dude, I um, walked around. I, I completely forgot I had the crayon in the yeah, side of my. I had it. I had it in my hat the entire time. And I woke up the next day and I realized that I only had half a crayon left. So at some point I must have got hungry during the night and ate half my crayon because I only have half a red crayon left. 
So I don't know what happened to the other half. That's if you, have, if you have the other half of my crayon and I didn't need it, send it to me. No, mine was orange, man. That's my. No, fucking, I just I, mean anybody. Oh, anybody. Oh, anybody. Oh, I was like, no, yeah. what? Fuck you. I'm not giving you your crayon back. Go get your own. <laughs> um. So I mean, that was. I think that was my favorite part. Um. There was a little bit. This year was a little bit different. That. The uh, only part that I was kind of like confused about was when we were forming up in ranks. I was like, hmm, I'm a drill waver nowadays, you know? So like, you know, if you want me to watch, I'm not really, oh, whatever, you know, I'll play I the was, game. Oh shit, I was trying to remember what the fuck I was supposed to do. And yeah, he was, I, I was like, I'm was wearing the f- wrong fucking cover for this. And it, what threw <laughs> what threw me and what's funny is because Every other branch of service but the Marine Corps will salute without a cover. Mm-hmm. But the Marine Corps will only salute with their cover. So if you're wearing a fucking hat, you're still not saluting. If you're wearing your fucking cover, you can, you know, you're saluting. Mm-hmm. So during that time where Taps was playing, everybody was, you know, went to attention because we were doing, we were drill waivers and not, we were doing it. <laughs> And people were saluting. I was like, all right. There's a whole lot of us that aren't saluting right now. But there's a whole lot of us that were at POA. <laughs> like like fat POA, too. <laughs> like, yep. Just belly buttons and thumbs. <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> so I have the, you know, that's an interesting uh, call out. So I had the, so after I served in the Corps, I went to the Army. And, and uh, I had the hardest time with that. They'd like salute indoors without a cover. And I was right, like, right. I was like, no, that's fucking broken. And I don't that's, know why you're doing that. That's bad. You could die. Uh, Sergeant Major's going to see you and he's going to snatch your soul. Yes. Why am I saluting? Like position of attention. Totally fine. That's still the position of attention. Go to that and show your respect. But like, fuck, man, I ain't fucking saluting. I'll never. I, dude, I don't think I ever saluted indoors. I don't think I ever did because I I wasn't an officer and I wasn't a platoon sergeant and I never had to fucking cover down for any of that shit. Yeah, I never. I mean, I was only in the Marine Corps, so. Yeah. I mean. My uh. You know, I remember yeah, like no. you know having some Air Force guys salute me and then like you know giving them one back like ah at ease. You know <laughs> because they don't know they don't know what the fuck was happening when we were on their air base, but. Yeah, past that. I would have but. gone like I would have gone full open hand, you know, like the the uh, the British Air Force. <laughs> How do <laughs> you know? I would, yeah. Anyway, I thought I thought it was way more fun to just tell him at ease, like whoa, <laughs> at ease. That's a phrase, by the way, that I c- I will forever be okay never hearing again. At ease. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I heard really? it like six six thousand times this weekend, and I was just like, oh god. And it's it's funny because you watch all these people who've been out of the military for so fucking long, right? And you know, I've been out thirteen years now. You've been out close to that too. When'd you get out? Uh, I got out in two thousand ten. Yeah, so I've been out thirteen years also. Uh, I'm wrong on mine. I got out. My math is math for Marines. Quick, uh, I've been out eight years. So, but it's funny because like people say at ease, and all of a sudden you're like, what the? F-? Your brain immediately doesn't allow your mouth to speak, right? And, you're but like, you're ah. trying to say who the fuck said that or what the fuck is going on 
And you're looking around and you're like, oh, somebody said the words. And then you're magically able to speak again. It's like you look to wherever the yeah, like you look to wherever the person who said it. It's just like, oh, okay, now I got my mouth back. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, that yeah, that would never that would never really bother me. I always thought that was pretty funny. What about the double D? The devil dog? Yeah. Did you get how many times did you get devil dog and be like, ah, fuck off. I got devil dogged a lot because I was always on the command post, right? So I was always up at the regiment or I was a division or I was at meth. And like, if you're walking around, like you said, you said you were at meth, right? Like you were, you were just cutting, cutting crystals. eh. Yeah. No. So if you, but you learn really quick that if you walk with a purpose, and a clipboard. A purpose in a clipboard. Doesn't have to be a clipboard. A green monster and a purpose. You will never have anybody talk to you, ever. And it's like walking around with a hard hat and a high-vis vest or, like, a high-vis vest and a ladder. You can go mm. anywhere the fuck you want. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. But what you have to, like... The only caveat is if it's summertime and you're wearing your greens and you know how like every once in a while, like you'd run into the sergeant major or the master guns and the whole lapel is already fucking black because of their rank. And then the camo pattern just fucks with everything. And you're like, good morning. Yeah. Hey, Master Guns, you know, or like <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. What the fuck? You did that on purpose. Like, you picked out the shittiest fucking cameo lapel that you could find just so you could fuck somebody up. I once sat there as I was walking, as a, as a, a young sergeant, and I'm walking past this Master Gunner sergeant I'd never met before. And I'm like walking past him, and I'm getting closer, and I'm getting closer, and he's like, Devil Dog, what are you looking at? And I was like, I'm just trying to figure out your rank because I can't see it. So that way I can address you appropriately. That led to being at the at parade rest with him walking up really close and putting it right in my face. So that way I could learn the rank in a, on yeah. a black on a black piece of you know whatever. Right. And I was just yeah. like, I swear to God, some of those fucking lapels were like all black there was no green on them yeah dude or they would be like black and just a little bit of brown in the wrong fucking spot that threw off the fucking right you know the star or the bursting bomb like fuck off dude yeah it's horse shit like when you were when you were in deserts sorry i had that backwards the fucking winter time was fucking greens and summertime was deserts but yeah like deserts good to go all the fucking time in the field Solid. Didn't matter whether you're a fucking officer or enlisted. Always good to go. You tell yep. what the fuck everybody was. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know whether I should ask for fucking permission to cross patio daddio or whether I should just keep walking and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know? You're like, yo, dog, how you doing? Oh, we Johnny back like, uh, on the block? Yeah, fuck yeah, we are. You know why? Because I can tell you what your rank is. 
like brand brand new fucking privates PFCs. We were saluting the dock. You're like, okay, like, great. No, you idiot. We got to hang out with Danny and Marty and Marissa and uh, Cindy was there. Uh, the actual CEO and president yeah. of the Irreverent Warriors. So that was Mahala. cool. Yep. We uh, we got to hang out with uh, Rip's uh, stunt double as well. Right. And uh, and Sonny's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. he, he Same. Was, he was Sonny's as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, so I didn't know that he did uh, the stunt work for Sonny also in uh, SEAL Team. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he is, it makes tons he, tons of sense. He sh- he he had a picture that he had of of him with Sonny and Rip. I forgot the fucking names of the, the actual. Actors. Oh my gosh, he, he showed me a video of uh that I forget the gentleman that plays Sonny. I'll have to look his name up. That him and Sonny did. Oh my gosh, dude, it was fucking hilarious. And mm-hmm. like he was playing the part of Rip while. Um, dude was playing the part of Sonny, and it—I guess it was on um, his. I gotta—I gotta find out his name. I can't just keep calling him Sonny. Um, but well, it was uh, on his Instagram, and it was—it was absolutely hilarious, dude. I was dying. It was at like the midway point when we went to the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I believe that uh, he also, <clears throat> so JR still also has a couple of hilarious official websites that make him uh, some stupid money. We can't name him. We can't name him because I don't want to add him. But um, AJ Buckley. So AJ. AJ Buckley. Yeah, he is the gentleman who plays Sonny Quinn. And Sonny is like arguably the best fucking character on that show like i love that character and i hope to see aj in some cool shit i can see totally why i can totally see why he would i I can see why justin would actually play his backup that makes sense i mean justin totally he's a ringer dead ringer for the guy yeah for sure so that was pretty cool hanging out with him again and obviously will no i love seeing will and his oh, fancy ass road gardeness his road got road guard for life <clears throat> that was awesome i uh i had a uh a ryan sim or a doc sim moment on you the whole time i was waiting until you fucking called me out on it your signature point oh yeah 100%. so many photos <clears throat> They're just still in my still in my moves the whole time, uh, bro. I was just like I was just waiting. I was I literally did it right in front of you, next to you, like twelve times. No, I know I was letting it slide, and then I was like, bro, listen, you got to figure out something else. It's like you got to chuck the deuces or flip somebody off. You can't point like me. Mine's always. That's what I, I like, always. This do. is my shit. Okay. I always shoot guns and kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, hey, I got a pop, you... a, a pop coming over here. A pop? And, yeah, I got my poppers. Uh, my she, she, over there. she heard me kissing. So yeah, you posted a you posted a picture of me pointing, and then uh, I reposted it on on Instagram. 
Yeah. I, like I didn't, I took pictures of like the group and like videos of the group and then like went live um, once or twice or whatever. But I didn't like take pictures of us. Yeah. So I didn't either. Yeah. I got all the, I got all, I didn't, I got all of those from uh, the photographer guy. There's a hundred, he took 1500 pictures and they're going to try to upload like 400 of them. Nice. Yeah. So I got all of those. Cause I was, I mean, I think we're both very much the same. Cause you know, I could have gone live on the Instagram or the, the TikTok and all that other shit, but we were in the moment, man. Like yeah, I think we, it's the most important thing. We totally were. Um, I, did it mainly to try and like get people because we when we were walking around in the beginning people were not like we weren't getting like the honks and stuff like that and like last year i felt like people were like following us around and everything like that and, yeah and stopping and meeting everybody and i was like maybe if like i go live like it'll hit somebody that's close to bozeman and people like that which who fucking knows if it worked or not but um yeah. it was still it was still a fun time just to show you Dude. know the people that are watching <laughs> us that we're out doing shit and i think i think watching the thighs of the tiger yeah dude watching that and then just like the the twerking that was going on the dancing the dance videos like for the longest time like it was weird because we didn't have any music going i was like what in the fuck is happening oh, and they're yeah, like it was funny i, I was like they were like, oh, we're in the neighborhood. I was like, I give a shit. It's 9.30. There's a jackhammer going. I give a fuck. You think people give a shit about some freaking music? Nah. Oh, yeah. Well, in, uh, we walked through a few backyards. Or not through, but like past some backyards where there was like some ladies drinking coffee and everything. And started, everybody started talking to them. And then like we'd see like kids and everybody's high-fiving the kids. And then the one kid that's like got a brand new Huffy now because we were walking through the neighborhood. And he had just set up the snow cone shack and mm-hmm. we, we, we sold him out in the first 15 minutes. His mom's like, we don't need more ice. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. <clears throat> so, but I think there's a, something, something else. So that we should, we should kind of transition to. So this weekend was the first weekend that we had the bearded Viking family as a whole together. No excuses, no cell phones, no dumb shit. Everybody was in one location in the evenings hanging out together, getting to know each other, um, which is really what embodies the bearded Viking. <clears throat> and also what we talk about here, it's the art of a meetup, right? It's getting your loved ones together, getting the people you care about together in the same location, having a couple of drinks, getting a little emotional, hanging out, talking shit. Yeah, you know, had, that was, uh, let's see, that was, uh, the first time that uh the face and dana have been in the same it's been in montana yeah together yep yeah so they've can't they've come over to the house before while we were in town well like or while you were in town mm-hmm. uh here in utah but and then that was justine uh that was her first time to montana as well what'd she think about like the galton no, she hates Montana. Yeah, it's fucking terrible up here. She said it's a terrible place. I mean, I get it. Yeah. It's, fine. it's windy. So, you know, teach her. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It's not really windy. <laughs> Just at your house. Because yeah. your windbreak broke. Yep. Uh, 
you know, it's funny when we talk about it because that was also the first time, like, you know, um, Mrs. Doc and Justine and Vika and, you know, um, Mrs. Tro and everybody was all in the same house together. And, you know, it was a testament to them that they were they were all that committed which is super cool to hear because you know one of the things we talk about with men's mental health is being strong by yourself but all of us are jackasses every single one of us are but we found a good people that embrace our retardedness hard are on that one or just just ignore it right i mean embracing empowering ignoring we use all the words that mean the same thing right now well like embracing but like giving head pats saying you're my special boy yeah you know, like... come on little guy you got this <laughs> yep no it's for sure I, I think it was great it was awesome you know the the first night we uh i was really proud of us the whole time because we did not close down one bar no i went to bed early the first night dude i was fucking smoked yeah, well, I, mean, I never go to bed first. <laughs> so I yeah, caught a lot of I caught a lot of flack about that the next day, where because I Irish goodbye mm-hmm. and went night night. Like, you literally you, ki- you literally kissed your wife on the head and said night and bounced like a motherfucker. Yeah, she was the only one that I didn't Irish goodbye. I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Bye. Usually, I'm good for closing down a bar. Yeah, me too. I mean, and I'm actually. I think I learned something this trip, right? So I think that the house parties, the house, the meetups at the houses are, are better because you have safety. You're not paying fucking $6 for a fucking beer for any reason, unless you're really fucking bougie and you, you know, that's up to you. But, um, but then at the same time, it gives you some quiet, you know, the, I think the biggest, my biggest problem is most of the bars we ever go to ever, ever, ever are so fucking loud. Yeah. Well, and you have like this safety in knowing that like you're all there in one spot, right? Like you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about getting an Uber or, uh, one of you guys can't drink because the other has to drive home or something you know, like that, but where everybody's in the same house under the same roof, like that makes, I think, a difference because you go and you can gravitate to whoever you want to gravitate or kind of work the room or whatever you want to do. And you don't have to worry about missing out on somebody or something or worry about like the um like the bogeys the people that are just going to come in randomly and you know talk shit or grab a butt or you mm-hmm. just be a jackass falling around or something like that just because they're way too drunk you don't have to worry about that yeah i like, mean you're right it does it creates that thing and i think um one thing that you and I are extremely, we have extremely in common is how, you know, we've talked about being protectors in the past, but like people don't really know how much of a protector we are. You know, for the longest time, I wouldn't talk about, you know, my family and stuff on, on things. So I just never, I just always never did. Right. Um, but like, I mean, even for you, like it took you forever to get on, you know, on board with, you know, even saying names and shit like that, you know, 
but like the we're we are we are protectors you know like we do focus on that so when you don't have to do that protection aspect because you're in a safe environment with your 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 brothers and your 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 family right you're able to fully enjoy the night the bummer thing is though here's the bummer thing uh if you would have stayed up and if i would have looked up at the sky we would have been able to see the northern lights when you were there on, fr <laughs> on friday uh fair enough it wouldn't be the first time that i missed the northern lights and it's probably not gonna be the last but i will say this it's not gonna be the last time that we're in montana and i'm sure that we'll see it at some point that'd be good yeah but what i what i do enjoy though is we we have a uh, a solid like point of anonymity right we get to go places and do things and kind of walk into wherever we want and do whatever we want and there's a very select people that or a very select amount of people that know who we are what we do and i appreciate the hell out of the people that watch the podcast and and know who we are and and want to come up and talk to us and and have a good time with us because i think that's fun i think it's fun meeting new people fun hearing people's stories and and everything else right but at the same token like you have people that that are like donnie that were there and there are so many people that know that guy mm -hmm. and i feel bad for you know and he probably loves it too you know i can't i can't speak for the guy uh super great guy rolls with it 100 percent. wants to meet everybody the same way that we want to meet everybody yeah for sure but i'm sure that there's times where the guy is just like physically and emotionally tired and is like ah oh, dude i can't meet anybody else today but he's so cool he rolls with it and i hope that we can kind of use his his example in the future oh yeah for, for sure the way we do things you know because right now we we're super excited to meet anybody like we're just as excited to meet somebody that knows who we are that we don't know is they are to meet us for you know whatever reason but i hope that we can continuously keep that up like he's been able to keep that up mm -hmm. especially for the veteran community because the dude's totally a rock star i mean you saw like the way the the young marines and army cats and everything lit up when they saw this dude like they're like oh my god like they grew up having this guy doing like vet tv and like doing the skits and stuff like that where yeah. it you know that shit came like 10 years after we got out or yeah, dude. you know but we both still appreciate it because he's making fun of the shit that happened while in, we were in the fucking in real life yeah, yeah like, in the army, shit yeah. that was real like we yeah. lived it and i yeah. remember one time uh they posted something about like hey guys send in your stories your funny stories and we'll we'll vote and pick it and everything like that and i sent in one of my stories and like they replied back and everything and i thought they were going to use it and because they you know replied back and was asking questions about it and then i don't know whether it ever got used or not because 
I just, you know, just didn't pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. And so for all I know, the story that I fucking said was used, but it was, you know, just a stupid barrack story and everything else. But it's fun because they reach out to the veteran community and they make that veteran community uh, yeah. feel like they're important for in more ways than once, right? Or mm-hmm. more ways than one, not just the IW, you know, preventing veteran suicide, but keeping it fun and keeping it light while depicting what goes on in the military. And yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, it's, it, I agree with you on, on that because it's like, you know, I've never seen a vet TV skit all the way through. I laugh at the shit that I see. I just, oh, yeah, you know, great. I, I mean, it's great, you know, and it's, it was funny to see him in person because he is like, I don't know. I can't describe the dude in general because he's just super kind and super mellow um, and just wants to hear your story. He, it was weird because we were walking, right? And he came up and he was like, hey, you know, Vico. And I was like, hello? <laughs> you know, cause I was talking to everybody. I was dancing and having fun or whatever. He's like, hey, man, tell me your story. What's the beard of Viking? What is this mead? What is all of these things and whatnot? And I was like, oh, I just sat there and he kept asking all of these questions asked about things. And then I was like, you mind if I ask you a couple questions? And he was like, yeah. And I didn't talk to him one one bit about like, you know, his organization or anything else. Like that. I was like, hey, you know, um, <clears throat> how do you handle the burden of leadership? And he stopped like for a minute. He's like. That is like a real question. I was like, well, yeah, you're the leader of all this. Thanks for putting all this on, by the way. But like, you're the leader of all this. You founded this. Like, <laughs> this is your cat. This is your fucking thing. So like, I'm trying to do something as well. You know, I got, I got, you know, people that were, were trying to figure out how to do this, uh, how to lead, how to guide, how to work with people of different personalities. And he sat and talked to me for another like 20 minutes. And then after he's done, I was like, hey, thanks for the info. I'm going to take that into some uh, some thoughts and go on. And he, I was like, yeah, I'll leave you be, though. I don't want to monopolize your time. Because he was like, but he was, it was crazy. I just had this crazy, cool connection with him. I think I would probably describe him as like a Hugh Jackman had a baby with Ryan Reynolds who had a baby with somebody who, who's really fucking humble. Like the Pope. Not the Pope. Uh, Gandhi. Right. That drank a lot of coffee. All the coffee. He has so much energy. He's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so, I, you know, that I think that was really cool. Um, and kind of on, on that note, like, you know, you know, jumping into men's mental health, because we, we do need to kind of um, <laughs> touch on that, as this is a men's mental health podcast, and we can't oh, just focus on being... Yes, we. I mean, definitely jumping into men's mental health, but at the same time, I think this had a lot to do with. Oh yeah. It our mental to, health. Yeah, it as well did. too. I think that can't be discounted. So. No. Right, I would. I'm, I dare I say that a lot of what we've talked about has to do with our mental health just as well as everybody else's mental health. Just being there, being present. Mm-hmm. meeting people hearing their stories and just commiserating right 
because yeah. even though it was just a small hike, we're walking around the town and and doing dumb shit. We there was still you know slight amounts of pain involved. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was I was teasing about three quarters of the way through. Ah, fuck it, wore the wrong socks, <laughs> right? Like yeah. just dumb shit like that. But no, no, no. I agree with you. I think a hundred percent. I think. Uh, you know, we don't really talk about like the other mental health and, and, you know, as always, we're advocates for being being sound in your mind and whatnot and trying to f- be better. But this this is um, I think I think a lot of people don't know, but this <clears throat> I really needed this. I needed it really bad. Um, but that's because, you know, over the years, I've been able to find my people. Um, it's been a journey finding the people that that I can rely on. Um, that I can call up when I'm in the middle of some shit and have them answer with zero judgment. Uh, and it's the topic of a conversation for a week or two, you know, and, and then there's no judgment and there's a path forward moving on. But when you're out walking with people, um, you have like basically three types of people when you're on these walks, right? So you have loud, obnoxious people like me. And sort of like you, yeah, definitely, definitely like you. Super quiet people or shy people, right? And then the third category is the people who keep their distance but are still loud. So they'll hang out with their their group, right? Because they don't want to go outside of their group, right? Or if they're shy and they're with their group, they're still with their group, right? Yeah, they have their comfort zone. Yeah, they're... and it and it might not like be like their people. But it's people that they've seen before, people they've met, people they know. Yeah. Kind of. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. They have some familiarization with it. Yeah, they're not. They're The, the eggshells cracked just enough on yeah. the outside, right? Where they can peek through or whatever. So, and we've talked about finding your people. And, and everybody has their people. And you have people you align with. And help, you have people in your pocket or on your you know, behind you or stand abreast yeah, to yeah. you, if you will, that have different views, but they're still your people. Um, so the biggest thing with, for for this hike for me was, you know, I I have learned through my time in life that I heal by helping and talking through my shit. I think it helps. It's like. It's like when you're trying to teach somebody to do something, a lot of times you learn how to do it better yourself. Right. Because you're talking it through trying to teach somebody else. And then you're like, oh, shit, these are the fucking steps. Like, I've been fucking missing this whole thing this whole time, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's super important that you, and we've talked about it before, that you find your people and you you have that comfortability with you know those acquaintances and stuff like that too but we're we're i think by nature just disruptive right i would never i would uh i i would i I don't know if i would agree with that i'm kind of a quiet shy person (laughs) um Uh, i've Never had a drink one time. I'm not once with a drinker. I I don't know what that is. Uh, I also, uh, 
uh, take long strolling walks on the beach here in Montana, uh, right. where it is terrible and, and, uh, the sunsets are horrid. Yeah, absolutely terrible. But I would, I would venture to say that by us being, uh, disruptive, we break into more groups, especially, you know, in person. Yeah, uh, for sure. Especially those people that are nervous or uh you know like their their group of people you know and i'm not saying by any means that you and i are for everybody you know not everybody's mm-hmm. gonna want to be buddies with us or best friends or anything like that but i think that we definitely have a way of getting people kind of out of their shell yeah for sure i mean it just takes a little bit of a a, uh you know a tender caress feeling and uh, give him a little kiss on yeah. the forehead and uh <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of fucking kool-aid guy a, a little bit of kool-aid and next thing you know people are good to go bro no i yeah. i agree with you like um as far as disruptive you know like when we say disruptive i don't think people understand cause, like you get the, the podcast of me and you going back and forth but like this doesn't change as a matter of fact in a social setting it's a thousand times worse because we get amped on that energy. We get the energy buzz. I don't, oh, I mean, yeah. and we just well, fucking and go. You have a group of people that are just, I mean, they're used to being put in a shitty situation, right? Or mm-hmm. slammed together with a, gra- a random group of dudes and chicks and everything like that. Yeah. And then you take that away for like 10 years or five years or two years or whatever. Yeah. So you take that away. So you take away that uh, comfortability that they may have had or that, that familiar feeling that they may have had of like, Oh fuck, I got to make some fucking friends. Cause I don't know any of these people and yep. we're going to have to get through this. And you and I come in full fucking retard with a group of people that are still maybe kind of nervous. Yeah. If, if, if we want to talk about this hike, right. Yeah. We went last year and we've got to know, at least me, I'll use myself as an example. I've got to know some of these people over the last year, just online, just having relationships with these people online, uh, talking shit, laughing, you know, posting pictures, uh, you know, whatever. Any, you know, the things that you can do online. Yeah. And then. Sending dick pics. Yeah, you know, totally. Stand, standard, yeah. some, some meat swapping, yeah, if just, you will. Just the standard dude stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we get there, I get there, and I'm not one of those immediately uncomfortable people with a group of dudes or veterans or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So we go like full tilt in to our retard, right? Yeah, we have to. And you do the same thing. You know, Marty's giving you mad shit. Marty literally made part of the giveaway bags. Your fucking face tattoos. I, You know what I mean? Like the camaraderie there is awesome. So for those people that showed up, it was a, it was a first time hike and they didn't know anybody. And we got to just break the ice by knowing people that were there. Yeah. And just being jackass 
you know, in general, jackasses in general, Mm -hmm. I think it probably loosened things up. And I think that helps, like, up here because it's like, oh, shit. Like, these guys all know each other, which is kind of scary at first. But wait, these guys are talking to everybody else, too. And want to make friends with everybody else, too. I felt bad because there was one gal that showed up and, um, you know, I, I just right when we first started getting going, I just wanted some coffee and shit like that. And she, she was a Marine and she didn't make it through the hike, you know, um, and I felt bad because she she felt uncomfortable. She probably has a lot of trauma from service or whatnot related and probably not a people person. And I'm probably not the first person you want to meet at like, you know, 930 in the morning. <laughs> uh, not because I'm imposing, but I am disruptive. You know, I think I looked my first year at doing the hike. <clears throat> I looked over at this. So there's in Salt Lake, there's more soldiers and airmen than there are Marines, right? Mm-hmm. So this, uh, so somebody hands me a crayon, and uh, I was like, mm. and it was a big old fat one too. It was a big old fatty. <laughs> one of those tasty fuckers. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I, I I sat there and I I put it in my hat like I always do. It just hangs down right by, by my sunglasses and shit like that. We got to the stop point. And uh, there was um, like this group of people who hadn't talked. And one dude was obviously struggling. You could see it in his eyes. Like I I could feel it from across the fucking state. And I walked up to him and uh, I looked at him. I said, you see this fucking crayon? I'm going to eat it. And I ate that motherfucker right in front of him, like really (laughs) ate it. And the dude that was seriously struggling in that moment, right? He literally fucking busted out laughter, like this big old belly laugh, laughing the whole time. And he was then in, like, he's a friend now. Like we, I talked to him still, you know, I, I, he was just belly laughing like, Oh, 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 like Santa Claus and shit. Right. Like, and it's when, when we get there, right. Your first year, you're whatever, it was fucking nine o'clock in the morning, haven't had coffee because we sure as fuck didn't have enough coffee before we got there. Yeah. We were expecting breakfast burritos. We got fucking fatty cakes and you guys were giving me shit about eating fatty cakes. And I was like, fuck you guys. I don't give a shit <laughs> at all. And I just wanted, I just wanted my coffee. And, um, you know, we started walking and we got there and it was weird. You know, people fucking calling me a celebrity, which is also super fucking weird. I thought all, that was hilarious. Yeah. You guys are dicks. Um, you know, grab bags full of fucking all sorts of crazy shit. Thank fanny God there weren't. Packs. Fanny yeah, packs. fanny packs. Uh, also, yeah. fa- thank God there was no charms this year. No, there wasn't. But I kind of wish there was because the amount of fucking heat it was blazing. Bro, last, last bro, last year fucking Marty handed out fucking charms and Montana flooded like the next day. Yeah, that dude. He 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 caused the Montana floods. Facts. But, you know, you look at it and, you and, you know, we're talking about mental health and men's mental health. And we can probably just elaborate across the board for this moment because there are men and women involved in the hike. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's really when you have somebody. And this is from experience on being the person that's loud and obnoxious and in your face and then also being the person who needed to have the loud, obnoxious in your face moment. Um. When you are there and you're in that moment, what you don't realize is that it's breaking down your walls. Like it's put yeah. even even if it puts a little crack in it today. 
Yeah, and I think it's important to remember too, like when to be that disruptive, loud, mm-hmm. like obnoxious, having fun person to when to dial it back and just have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want it to sound like we're bouncing off the fucking walls the whole time because we weren't. Like, I had some real conversations just walking next to dudes, you know, bullshitting. Um, there wasn't there wasn't as many females in the hike this year as there was last year. And mm-hmm. I get that there may be a, an intimidation factor there, but I definitely want to put out any kind of thought that there's intimidation there for any yeah. of the females that want to go on any of those hikes or have any of that fun because everybody is there to just have fun, commiserate, talk bullshit. Like there's none of that, you know, intimidation or anything like that there. It's just yeah. a fun, just cheesy environment, you know? It's healing through laughter and smiles. Yeah. And and I got to hear some some guys' stories and you know, a couple of the guys that I was walking with this year, the the festivities and everything of last year may have damn well saved their lives. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of coming from, you know, their lips to my ears during, you know, real conversations. And that's that's a pretty beautiful thing when it comes to something as silly as putting on the shortest shorts you can fucking buy from the military and walking around downtown. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that something is is totally like cheese stick and silly as that is saving lives. Fuck it. I'll do it, you know, once a week or twice a week or whatever. Bro, you if would be so fit. Oh, my God. Dude, You'd be so oh fit. Oh, my gosh. I would fit in the pants. <laughs> Not the best way to fit in pants, but you definitely, you'd have to, you'd have to hike Dude. them bitches up a little bit, though. Dude, I would have even, I would have even bigger thighs. You would but, have thighs for days. But it, it's fun. It's a fun, it's a fun thing to do, and. And I think it's a lot easier to find your people in a situation like that, too, especially if you're local to each other and can talk, you know? And yeah, I dude. think that a lot of... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, think, yeah, dude. I think in walking next to, you know, some of those guys and, and gals talking to them that it might be the first time that they've talked to people like that in a long time and they might have gotten a lot more out of it than you know you or i or or uh bond or the face or anybody could have really thought or doc could have thought but the uh never know how you're impacting somebody oh definitely not it it's interesting because um you know, that was the faces first talk and I our first hike and I got a I got to chat with him a little bit about it. And Did you? he said yeah, he said he had he had a, an absolute blast. He can't wait for the he can't he cannot wait for the next one. Can't can't is not a 
Kansas. Kansas. It was Kansas's. Uh, you know, you can't wait for the next one. You know, Doc and I have been on them. Um, I don't even know how many times I walked with that dude. And uh, yeah, you know, it it was really really good. Um, one thing I didn't get a ch- chance to talk with anybody about was paranormal shit. Uh, I didn't you know, get. I did. I did. You? did. Yes. Oh, oddly did enough, you talk I to did. Barry? Was it Barry or Cherry? It was Cherry. I talked to Cherry. I talked to okay. Cherry about it. Okay. And then I talked to Dwayne about it, some of it. Let me call him The Rock from Known. The Rock. Oh, yeah. Because he's always wearing the Hawaiian shirt, too. Yeah, so, dude. So yeah, it's a solid. Rock. Yeah, he's yeah, The Rock. The Rock. Uh, so, yeah, I actually did have time to get into some paranormal conversations with a few of the guys and explain to him like what we do on the podcast because there was more people than not that had no fucking idea why we're there why your dumbass face is on a shirt <laughs> and what we do right so you know we can't sell mead there so why is your fucking face on a shirt dude and cherry was a perfect example of that he's like oh wait you guys sell booze like well that's what we're hoping to do one day but we have Mm -hmm. a fucking podcast and we sell shirts he's like oh shit that was just a really cool fucking shirt so i bought it i was like fuck that's how i shop too dude that's fucking cool yeah sweet thanks a ton yeah Yeah. you're the fucking man he didn't even know it was me on the shirt oh he didn't no he didn't even know it was fucking hilarious yeah even better he would so like they were like sitting there uh, yeah, and like we're sitting there in Gaga, and I was we we're at the the first park stop, right? And uh, uh, Ga- Lady Gaga, uh, whatever, uh, Heidi, it's Heidi, Heidi Gaga, Heidi Gaga. So Heidi Gaga was like sitting there, and um, <clears throat> Marissa is like, "Oh shit, we got a celebrity coming through," and she's like looking around. She's like, "Who the hell's the celebrity?" I was like, "Marissa, I fucking hate you." <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, and then, you know, Heidi Gaga was like, uh, are you a celebrity? I was like, no, I'm not a celebrity. She's like, wait, your face is the tattooed face that everybody has on them. I was like, (laughs) yeah, she's like, okay. And I just kind of was like cool catch you later like i i, I have no <laughs> fuck you guys for putting me in spot i don't know fucking whatever. I, I wanted to talk to marty about his his uh his paranormal experiences right um and like i never got a chance to so um but i think we're going to take a break from some paranormal shit we're going to move into something a little bit different we're gonna come back to it yeah i think we'll always circle back to it yeah i mean it's basically it's just the circle of life anyway uh we have a new corner (laughs) we we have a new a new segment that i'd like to introduce we pseudo talked about it last year last week with like uh i mean two weeks ago if you stayed if you if you've stayed this long you already know we're probably going to talk about the same shit a couple times because well you know we are we are yeah and it's also summertime so like we have family and everything else that's been going on and on and on so like podcasts have been a little bit sporadic so do apologize about that but you know we're we're people too you know so you you gotta we're doing what we can to to power the people but yeah we're 
Still family members. To, yeah, we're trying to take care of the people that take care of us, right? Yeah, allow us to do things. So, um, this is gonna. This is actually something that uh, the boat started. You want to talk about? Um, this is conspiracy corner. It's not even really conspiracy. It, it's like it happened. Sure, I, yeah, it's, I it's mean, confirmed, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So definitely confirmed. We talked a little bit about last yeah. time when we were talking about dimensions and fucking shit. Uh, we popped, a, we touched on it. So in conspiracy corner, um, I don't, I, I'm not trying to go down like political conspiracy theories, but I'm, I want to try to go down some shit that could almost be paranormal. So, so it's really hard to not dr- bridge the gap between the two. Yeah, yeah, so... I'm just talking about, like, let's not... I'm, You know, in this corner, just so you know, we're not going to focus on, like, voter fraud or any of those things, but we're going to talk about shit that the the government has totally fucking lied about and then years later released. Yeah, and and that's the thing, too, is it's like, at some point, we'll do, like, political episodes. You know, maybe we'll jump on the fucking politics train... When we get a little closer to election time or some shit like that, but you know, yeah. everybody has everybody has their opinions, but this is more based on facts, fact, not facts. opinion. Facts, motherfucker. So, facts. All yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you can Google it. You you can definitely you Google it. Let's start off with the basics of Project MK Ultra and the experiments. Them and the documentation that was released. So, why don't we go with a high-level overview? So, for all of those listeners who always thought the government was trying to control your mind, and you were like, "Why the fuck is it that I see this thing?" You know, I, I see a uh, a pandemic on V for Vendetta, and we watch it enough times, and then all of a sudden, there's a, now a pandemic in real life. Or why is uh why is it that, you know, sometimes I feel like I see something in a, a different part of the world and it's real? Um, you know, that is all real. So I'm going to let you go because this is more your realm because um, you're a conspiracy. Uh, you can speak clearer about these things than I can. <laughs> clearer about these things. So. Why don't you just so go with like a high level overview? Start there. So your high-level overview would be that it was an operation that kind of served as a mind control slash kidnapping slash assassination type of ring. But it was all ran by the CIA. There was some FBI involvement. And a whole lot of crazy shit. So, and I'm sure that everybody's seen kind of like the viral videos, like the TikToks and the Instagrams of the MK Ultra shit and Stranger Things, the popular uh, Netflix series. Yeah, it's Netflix. I just barely um, saw that. By the way. I've, so I've never seen the show. But I've seen all these videos and stuff of people talking about it. And there's a solid amount of people that are like, oh, my gosh, this is this is real. This is this is a serious thing. And 
It is. It was all the MK Ultra. It's a real thing. Montauk is a real place. And they kidnapped kids. They kidnapped some of the... Uh, they would find kids that had a affinity for being psychic or having stronger connections with uh, not mind control, but being able to to see things, feel things, and do things that other kids or people couldn't. And then they sat there and they groomed them and mm-hmm. gave them psychedelic drugs, some of them, and taught them to do things that... Yeah, like Jean Grey, fucking X-Men. Are normal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to add on what you're saying, so let me give some breakdowns and dates uh, just to kind of talk about it. So officially in the United States, um, MK Ultra started in 1953 and was halted in 1973. And the majority of the documentation was destroyed. In 1977, uh, the Freedom of Information Act request uncovered a cache of 20,000 documents that weren't destroyed. Uh, related to M- MK Ultra, which led to Senate hearings, and some of the surviving information was declassified in 2001, the remainder in 2018. So it was still fresh, all new, uh, which means that they have probably something more terrible that they've done. Here's the origins of the project. <clears throat> so, according to Stephen uh, Kinzer, the CIA project was a continuation of work that began in began in World War II-era Japanese facilities and Nazi concentration camps on subduing and controlling human minds. Um, They started back then utilizing sarin gas uh, that was less than lethal doses of sarin gas to fuck with people's brains. The Soviet Union also contributed uh, greatly to the motivation of these projects, according to the CIA. As we were about to be in a Cold War with them, we were always trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Uh, ideas such as Farsight were utilized, uh, mind control to be able to recognize and use in, in case of a conflict with the USSR, uh, fear of the enemy if the enemy, fear of the enemy ran rampant throughout America. So America was trying to figure it out. So adding on to what you said, um, they would utilize, uh, they started off with LSD, uh, electroshock therapy. The CIA actually um, started paying universities and hospitals such as Johns Hopkins, Harvard, Stanford uh, to utilize some of their psych ward and experiment on patients without patients knowing in those wards. Yes, uh, California as well. They did in California yep. as well. Stanford. Uh, yeah, Stanford and sorry. Uh, Berkeley. Stanford. Berkeley. Stanford, Berkeley. Uh, and it's where... Uh, some 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 very famous serial killers. Yep. Got to hang out. So here's uh, some basic substance on the scale of the project, okay? Uh, substances which promote illogical thinking and, impulse, and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in the public. So if they found something out, you could discredit them, basically, if you're the feds. Substances which increase the efficiency... Eh, can't talk. Efficiency of mentation and perception, which is the foresight, the farsight, foreskin, foreplay. (laughs) 
It could be all of those things. Uh, materials which prevented counter, uh, which will prevent or counteract the intoxication effect of alcohol. So they were creating spies that could drink heavily and put people under by drinking with them. Um, as well as uh, some things that would increase the intoxicating effect of alcohol. So you had the the, the defective one and and then the the, the more effective one. Um, and it, the list goes on and on. Physical members, people were getting shock therapy. You know, you'd have transients that would come through. They'd kill, throw in the backyard. You know, basically all this weird shit that was going on. At, you know, they worked on a knockout pill, which, you know, um, would, could be administered to uh, in drinks, food, cigarettes, and, and utilized as an aerosol, which uh, would be safe to use for, for normal use, I guess, uh, but provide a maximum amount of amnesia. So basically, you have a conversation with somebody, you know, you offer them a cigarette, you crack the little fucking camel menthol fucking ball inside, they they smoke it, fucking knocked out, and they don't have an amnesia. They have amnesia, they're still alive, right? So nobody gets injured. Um, but they get the information, right? So they started off. This is what I I, I did an entire. I, I watched the MK Ultra project on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Super cool. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty good, but there's a lot of stuff that it left out too. Mm-hmm. They focused on utilizing psycho- psychedelic drugs a lot. They started off with LSD, and they found out that LSD doesn't work very well. Uh, then they moved to like psilocybin, but what they found with psilocybin basically is what everybody else has found out with psilocybin, and that's that it it actually creates it repairs neural pathways in your brain. So when it repairs neural pathways in your brain, um, in essence, it's basically counteracting anything they're trying to do, right? It's putting you outside of things. Uh, they went through mescaline, cocaine, AMT, and DMT. Um, so. I think they settled on the one that was the most effective was mescaline and cocaine. Having people, uh, well, at least mescaline, because coke just makes you go crazy. I think, I think that they're playing down, and they played down a lot, the use of LSD and acid. Yeah. Because that was one of the big ones with uh, <clears throat> Charles Manson. Charlie Boy. Yeah. It was like, nom, 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 nom. Old Chuck. And I've mentioned this before. They fucking bailed him out of jail more than once. You would never eat me, by the way. For doing, is it because you're a ginger? No, because I have ink. He didn't like the tainted skin. Uh, Makes sense. It might might be a little sour, maybe. I mean, I don't know. know. I mean, were you ever bitten into a pen? Like you were fucking around when you were a kid, chewing on a pen and it blew up in your mouth? No, I can't say that I have. Really? Yeah, You're like the only per- What does it taste? Tastes like uh tastes like ink, like kind of metallic and kind of blucky. Like irony? Yeah, but not like irony like you blood. Not like when you're going down to your girl and you don't know it's that time of the month. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, no, more like uh I can't I it's I don't know. If you ever licked a lead bar. That'd probably be. I've never done it, but did hey, you that's a, go around licking lead bar. I like that. When's the last time you had? Buy, just, should I just buy a fucking pen and need a pen? I don't fucking know. No, don't don't do it. It's got to be a okay. big pen. Anyway, I don't want to get like on my shirt. No, it but would yeah, be so, all over in your mouth, and then you wouldn't be able to get. You would just literally have black mouth. It's yeah. like blackface, but different. You'd probably be canceled. Probably. 
anyway. like, a, like a chow chow tone. <laughs> yeah, all fucked up. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they bailed old Chuck out of jail several times. Six times? Five, mm. six times. And he was part of that from a very young age. That whole MK Ultra Montauk, all of that. And it, it's really fucking weird, dude. Like the amount of information on this that was released. Oh, yeah. Well, in, in, fuck, we might have talked about this before too, but that movie Zoolander, that is 100% the way some of that mind control worked. There was triggers. Mm-hmm. You know and, what I could go for in a time like this? Orange mocha frappuccinos. <laughs> Jitterbug. The jitterbug. Yeah, so there was legitimate like words, records, things like that that were played as trigger words to activate some of these people. And good old Chuck was one of them from a lot of the information that was out there about MK Ultra and you'll never guess but uh Lee Harvey Walt you mean the looker on the on the uh, edge of the the lawn yeah no the guy from the book suppository depository suppository something that goes in your butt huh book, yeah. depository? depository definitely so definitely suppository yeah fuck it where you put books in your ass, that fucking warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lee Harvey, a lot of people think that that was one of those as well. Well, I mean, you obviously and, know, you, you have to, before we go past this, because you've already made the correlation, but you have to know that every single major assassination in the world is actually due to, you know, the uh, fashion world. Oh, 100%. Yeah, especially if you, you spin the record backwards. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And Will Ferrell is a part of it. A hundred percent, he is. Uh, he's part of something. We'll get to that one later. <laughs> for sure. Uh, the documentation is rampant with this shit. It's so weird because they found twenty thousand pages, and they know for a fact that m- the majority of the pages were destroyed. So I'm like, oh, I'm like sitting here like twenty thousand pages, like that's a lot of fucking pages, dude. That's like more pages than I wrote in all of college. Yeah, but we, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's more pages than I've still wrote through my master's program. That's, that's more pages than I. That's more, more pages than I've read in my life. I would. Yeah, if I didn't have to read, like, you know, training manuals for fucking, you know, doing shit, then at one time, then I would probably say, yeah. It's, that is so many pages, and you're sitting here thinking to yourself, like, what the fuck? Right? Like, that, I don't know, it's just so crazy. So, like, um, Project MKUltra, you're right, it probably doesn't do a credit. It's a fucking movie. It's just like anything, any movie. Right? I, I mean, the best, I don't even know that if there I mean, is even a... Li- they literally made a movie about it, talking about it. Yeah. But they've also started having, and this is going to fucking blow your mind. Are you Are you ready? Mm-hmm. They've also had weird creatures wash up 
on the shores around Montauk. Oh, weird. So it's very much like Stranger Things. That's crazy. Mm. Oh, yes. super, super. And I've just listened to a thing uh, on the Sean Ryan show, which is another podcast. Mm-hmm. A retired, retired Navy SEAL. He had uh, Dr. Stephen Greer on. Again, second again. time. Second, second time. time. And he talked about a whistleblower and somebody that has come forward that had to do with Montauk and MK Ultra and all that shit. Yep. And they actually did have kids that were strong enough in whatever ability uh, that there were some kids that could actually bust through two different dimensions and pull stuff through. And he said that there was times where there was something that was pulled through from a different dimension that was running through the damn lab that they had to kill. Mm -hmm. So like, this is a, this is a thing that has documentation now. It's not just a silly show, right? They do this to us all the time. Why do you keep bouncing microphones? What's going on? I'm just, you know, you start talking about MK Ultra, my fucking computer shuts off for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, you start talking about, like, fucking interspecies. Right. Yeah, I was just like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just making sure that I'm still here, alive, kicking, you know. Right. Now we're looking at the hologram that is JT. That's the real JT's good. dead. Uh, he's a celebrity. It's fine. They do he's that. He's a celebrity. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so they start talking about this, and some of the children, or I would say, based off of what he was talking about, a majority of the children actually die. Yeah. It's uh pushed them so far mentally. Yeah. So it's it's very, very interesting, right? Because you have a lot of things that came out during that time, during that their era, like comic books and shit, and how, you know, comic books are our current legends for America, right? There are myths, there you know, the stories that were written to be better, but there's always this like a, this something that started it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> there's you have the X-Men and you have you know, all of these things where you're talking, literally talking about freaking Professor Xavier right now currently and Jean Grey who could do telekinesis. And you're talking about all of this shit where these these kids were almost mutant, right? Because of all the shit I that were done they, and they were just fucking pushed. Yeah. Well, in the And some of the documentation in those 20,000 pages or more actually tell you how, and we've talked about this, to astro project. Mm-hmm remote view and, and that's what it's use, called i keep calling it farsight remote view yeah remote view and astro project and then um move things you know like telekinetic like and like there's some cia documents and patents that have to do with people walking through walls Basically yeah. talking about like the dimension that we live in and what people are not solid state. Yeah. They're yeah. actual, you know. Which is ironic because we started this 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 whole podcast based off of the fact that 
you know, I'm just an electrical fuzzy thing over here made of ions and you're <laughs> the same thing, right. right? And now we've come full circle. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of information on that. Um, I think it's very interesting to see, you know, how much of this is, is, is real and what's what people thought was fake right how many people were discredited and how many people had all this shit happen and how many was li- how many people's lives were ruined by oh, yeah. the fed and by you know because like the fed actually started putting <clears throat> um and if you don't know this now it, you're obviously not paying attention to america or you're such a sheep that you don't need to fucking listen to our podcast so let's just start there before sure. i say what i'm about to fucking say right so the fed the fed pays for so much stuff with with you know social media and with uh with you know advertisements and commercials and with you know all these these companies that are putting the the news out quote unquote news right um they're fear-mongering and they're utilizing the information from these mk ultra experiments to keep you under their foot um you know and they did the research and they found that you know 80 percent of people will never question authority and 20% will. And, you know, you go to boot camp and they, they utilize the information from the, these MK ultra experience to, to basically brainwash you. Um, so that way you have instant willingness and obedience to orders. I mean, how many times did you say that in boot camp? Fucking all the time, right? Basic training for soldiers and whatever the fuck the air force is, you know, there's six weeks of, PTO, I guess, whatever. And I would um, say that some of that is the same, but it is different to no, no. an extent, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm trying to get at here. So that so like they, they took very basic pieces of it and MK Ultra expand like they utilized it, they, they learned it and they expanded on it. And they said, hey, by the way, this is what was what you can utilize safe that will create a you know a machine for you know, X amount of time for you, right? Whatever it's nine months, 10, you know, a year, three years, whatever. And then they went way past that. Like they, the, the three letter agencies went way down that fucking path and they are in there. And nowadays they're using just low key versions of it in every aspect of your life. I mean, you know, I don't even think low key. Uh, I think, and I have a, I have a really good friend. Uh, his name is John. And we talk about this back and forth. Not not John Wall, uh, a different John. Dude, how many Johns do we know? That's we know we several got... Johns. Yeah. But uh, we talk about this, and we have talked about it a lot. And they still use it, right? And mm-hmm. we were trying to figure out for the longest time what programming did this, you know, the the generation that we live in, what programming did they see? What was the different cartoon that they watched? Or what was the different, you know, MTV that they watched? Or different, like, what the fuck was it that had the programming in it to eliminate the critical thinking and out-of-the-box thinking from just the human condition right because yeah. there is there's so much polarization now between you know right left center mm-hmm. whatever without getting too political and 
there had to be something like that common denominator, like that's something that split the two groups. Because these two groups were split way before, like, yeah. Trump became president or anybody fucking, you know, those polarizing individuals before they became president, right? Yeah. They split. So what was that thing? You know, did, like, the kids that are freaking, you know, out-of-the-box independent thinkers, did they watch Scooby-Doo while the other ones watched fucking Dragon Ball Z or Power no, no, bro, bro, Bugs bro. Bunny versus, it's... you know... Daffy Duck. Like, what the fuck was it? Uh, It was probably He-Man and Thundercats versus Smurfs and Scooby-Doo. Dude, it had to, like, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it had to be something like that because they use the programming still to this day. It's on TV. The CIA CIA runs algorithms through Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and it and your internet searches and everything like that like it's it's not even a hidden thing anymore like there's documentation out there to show it like they're trying to pre-program people and there is 20 percent that will never get into it that will go against the grain and -hmm. think outside the box and those 20 percent are fucking terrifying to them yeah, I mean the the thing and the hard part is is you might think that you're a 20%er, right? But like how many times do you fucking sit on the shit or scrolling through the fucking things the next thing you know you're fucking your legs are numb like you're fucking Danny Glover and fucking Lethal Weapon 2. But you've been sucked in. It might not change your opinion on things. But, but you definitely get Yeah. You definitely get sucked into that. The problem is is exactly what you're saying though. There's programming running, right? So what did you get sucked into? You don't know. Most of the time you don't know. And you don't know if there's a trigger that happens. What do I so, need to buy? What's the next or, thing? Or, or, yeah, what I need to buy or what's the, you know, if let's say there's, you know, a red dawn moment, what's the fucking keyword they fucking say? And all of a sudden you're fucking, you know, John Connor. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's, like, that's terrifying. That's true. That's, there's got to be a thing. There has to be a keyword. Hypnosis is a huge part of it. So um, <clears throat> I want to put a pin in it, though. Because and we're going to leave off on the on that, because I think there's so much to unpackage. I think we'd probably do a two part mm-hmm. series on this. I just MK Ultra. I would like to try to take a little bit of time on my own to go and research uh, specific incidents. That we can kind of touch on. And then next week. When we do our podcast, I'd like to talk about it the entire time and just put a pause on the men's mental health and just have a meetup. But without us talking about the meetup, uh, you know, men's mental health, but let's have a meetup and do what we would normally do. And let's fucking <laughs> challenge bullshit. each yeah. other and bullshit the entire time. I think that would be really cool. You yeah, down? I'm, I'm game. We should do let's, it. Let's fucking go then. Do so, <clears throat> um, just being a little cognizant of time, I, I want to make sure a couple of things are out there, right? So um, first, I want to tell everybody who showed up um, or who commented on the posts that we've made or um, who liked our liked any of our, our Instagram stuff or our TikTok stuff. And, you know, uh, friends, I just want, old friends. Yeah. All of you guys. Thank you so much. Um, 
not not for supporting the Bearded Viking or Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys, but for supporting the Irreverent Warriors. Because, you know, it's organizations like that that allowed, uh, you know, so many people to really become free um, in America. They've been able to let their guard down. They've been able to seek help. They've been able to trust their people. They've been able to figure out where they're going or at least put them on the right path. Mm-hmm. So huge shout out to all of you followers. Um, we do have two call outs as well. Specific call out. Well, three specific call outs for. We, yeah, we have two mead heads and a mead maiden. <clears throat> what happened this time? So uh, the call out was that we needed photos of people taking uh, shots with our gear. So uh, we'll start off with Amber Luke's out in California. Amber, you heard us. You comment on every one of our our podcast episodes on YouTube. We just want to let you know we love you from the bottom of our heart. You are awesome. Thank you for tagging us in your posts with your freaking dope bearded Viking tank top. Uh, John Hook, you freaking made me you made me die laughing with that fucking post about your uh, your your gat and the shitter. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see it. Where is that? Is it I'll on YouTube? It. No, no, he said no. He sent the uh, he sent a picture to me, and I sent it over to you. He's the 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 dude who's got the really nice mustache, cut nice, and right. long blonde hair. I must have, I must have got the cat and the shitter. So he's uh he said he's he's uh, made a um a goal of his life now to take photos, uh when of any place where he can go with a shitter and he can stick his gat there in interesting interesting places they have gat holders. I totally don't have it. I'm looking right now and I don't see it anywhere. That's fucking fantastic. Please I'll send it. I'll, I'll resend it to you. Um, and then another one. Shout out to Nick Halverson. Hal Halverson. Hal Halverson. Halverson. Yeah. Halverson. Yeah. Uh, uh, wanted to let you know. We really appreciate you ordering your uh, mug and in whatnot in your hoodie. Uh, I think it was a hoodie. But um, thanks for uh, you know filling it with beer. Hopefully it wasn't shit beer. Um, don't worry, you'll get your mead soon enough. But a huge shout out because they are the only three that responded to the challenge. Yeah. You know, um, a new challenge for everybody. Um, if you would like to be in uh, a montage for the Bearded Viking um, Facebook page uh, backdrop. Like um, if we can if we can get like a nationwide thing of assholes like taking a knee and drinking smeared off ice. We should definitely be able to get a fucking uh, uh, a challenge of people taking pictures mm-hmm. of very like and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, granted, it's, it's Shmirnoff, so like that was that's like what everybody starts drinking with fucking you know right. when they first start drinking. But um, so you know, if you guys get us a if you guys give us a a a, a shout out tag tag the Yarl underscore BVMC. Uh, you can tag me as Montana Bearded Viking or Bearded Viking Meadco. Yeah. Um, tag you. I'm feeling left out, guys. I don't get enough him. tags. He actually has been doing some in, uh, some I Instagram just, shit lately. I'm really proud to, of him. To touch my Instagram a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you love it. We wanna we wanna start getting some swag out there, showing that. Um, and uh, yeah, just go from there. But um, 
as always, just want to do a shout out to our, our sponsors, Bearded Viking Mead Company, for everything that they do. One day, we can't wait to sell the alcohol that we love to drink. Um, so that'd be cool. Um, that's coming along. We'll see how that goes. Rogue Industry. Um, so we have, I'm going to cut you off because we have 13 days left in this month. Okay. And we were given the IW a percentage of everything that we were selling. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a donation. Yep. We're at so, 100 bucks already. So we should continue this for another 13 days. So the 13 31st, days. Okay. So the 31st. And everybody that orders something, the, uh, what is it, 10% or 20%? We Yeah. So we aren't doing a discount on it. We're just going to give 20% of the total, the top line revenue to IDUB. We're at a hundred bucks right now. So we've done it for, we did it for live raw and and in person, right? So Mm -hmm. let's extend it virtually for another 13 days. So anybody that orders anything within the next 13 days, 20% of that purchase is going to go towards IW. Uh, Yeah. And you don't even actually, you don't even have to type in anything for a discount code or anything like that for us to track it. Just anything. Yeah. So because, yeah, buy a buy a cheap shirt, buy an expensive shirt, help us liquidate the hoodies, you know. Yeah. Buy a cup, whatever, and we'll. Uh, oh. Uh, on that up. note, on that note too, um, we got new hats coming out. They're not new. They're old. We got new new old hats. The black on black with a. Uh, I think we did. We're gonna do a little bit of a uh, a little bit of red, a little bit more red on them, more of a burgundy, I think this time. Be dope. Yeah. Buy a hat. It's hot. Buy a hat. Buy a tank top. There's tons of tank tops. Women's, men's. Yep. Do something. Where it's going, to, the proceeds are going to a great cause. Um, we just want to make sure we get out there, and you know, it's we don't care if we break even on those things or not, because we're just we just want to make sure that we we can help and support those that are around us. So that's why we're doing twenty percent off the top. So. Going straight straight to them. Um, so, as I was saying, thanks. Shout out to Rogue Industries. Uh, reach out to Justine. Don't call Alex. He won't answer because he doesn't. Um, if you just want to talk, I'll answer. Yeah, if you want to send an order through, just go to just go to Justine. She's um, um, and finally. Shout out to Boss Graphic Design. If you need some shit designed, squiggled upon, and you want it to look fucking cool as shit, where people just buy your shirt because and they have no idea why, but it's a cool ass shirt. <laughs> it's just a fucking cool ass shirt, dude. Call Rudy. That is the best fucking compliment ever. I don't even yeah. know what the fuck you guys do. It's just a cool shirt. Yeah, it's super dope. Fucking cherry. So, yeah, man. I mean, just just uh, trying to help people out. And if you guys want to be a sponsor. For the Bearded Viking, let us know. Uh, we take, uh, you know, samples, donations of any kind. If you want us to shout your shout out your product, we don't care. We're, you know, as long as you're helping veterans or men's mental health in one way, you, we'll help you out. Yeah. Holla, holla. Um. Finally, I will be on a. I will be a guest on the podcast on Friday. 
going to be a podcast guest. Who are you going to be the guest of? I am going to be on Freedom something. Hold on. I have the email. Uh-oh. Yeah. I told Uh-oh. I I'm worried because, you know, I I kind of I kind of swear a lot. Oh, can you not swear on that one? I don't know. We're going to find out. It's uh the the we the people our American story podcast. We the people our American story. Mm-hmm. What is that one about? Um, it's about veterans, first responders, and current service members and their story of how, and what America means to them. Um, next Friday, I'm trying. I might be on uh. The radio here in Montana as well. Might be, huh? Well, we've been trying to do this for like six months, but like, you know, driving to Billings from here in the winter bullshit. So I just don't wake up at six o'clock in the morning to do that shit. Fair enough. So uh, let's see. Is this uh, Miss Tina that's putting on that uh, We the People yeah. Are American Story? Absolutely. She was actually referred. O- I was referred over to her uh, from uh, Gunny Carlson. Julia sent me over. Very cool. To tell the story. So uh, we'll be talking about dumb shit over there. Um, Super cool. I'm sure that she is not prepared for everything that I am as an idiot. So she's going to want serious answers. And I'm sure that I'll seriously fuck that up. So don't fucking let us down. I'm going to challenge myself to be better tomorrow than I am today. Oh, my gosh. That's very patriotic. Something. I don't know. That was like very self-help, too. It was good. Uh, so there's probably going to be an invite come to you. By the way, y'all. An invite for me? For what? Um, for a different time when you can talk about your American story. Cause My you're a, American story? I don't you're, do I have an American story. Well, I mean, you are a beaner schnitzel, so I mean, that's pretty much everything America is. It's a melting that pot. That is the embodiment of America. Mm-hmm. So there's, literally, I am a walking, talking melting pot. Uh, I hope that the listeners today had a good time uh, because I was not drunk. You were not drunk. No, uh, I, mean, I have drank so much that I had to. I have to. My eyeballs are floating right now, so I'm gonna have to. It's about time we wrap up. <laughs> it's the crystal lights. It's the crystal. I drink. Look, man, the whole thing. Oh my drink, gosh, that's a lot of crystal light. I drank the whole damn thing. So I have one beer and some water bottle. Well, do you have enough to do a cheers? You know what we got it. All right. Here, right here. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, I am Vico, the bearded one. Call me JT if you ever see me in real life. I'm the y'all. Cheers. Well, we weren't as rusty as that thought we were.
real fast in on that one, didn't we? Or a local that's going to give me my their car. Car, 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 <laughs> car. <laughs> and action. So 